You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Hi, my name is Jared Cunningham. I'm the worship leader for Citrus Church, and I am joined by a very special guest. Amy. And I don't have a fancy title, so we'll go with worship volunteer. Or assistant worship leader. <laughs> I feel like in the event that I don't feel like getting out of bed one morning, you got this. Yeah, as long as everyone's okay by uh, doing worship a cappella, then, then that would be okay. So don't ever do that. I think we can make that work. Well, you can make that work. I'd be home in bed. But when were you involved in worship for, say, other churches? Or how long have you been involved in worship? I grew up in church. So kind of been involved in worship my whole life. But the first time I ever really got up and played an instrument was in middle school, I think. Before that, I did like kids choir, but... The first time I actively said I want to participate was was in middle school. Kind of likewise for myself. I think it started around elementary. I started getting in front of the church and doing verses. And I think around high school is when I actually started playing with bands and playing worship. At that time when you were a kid, why did you think we were worshiping? Yeah, Back then, I don't know that I thought about it that way too much. Music has always been my favorite part of the worship service. And I had just started playing bass guitar and I was looking for more opportunity, I guess, to play. And just one thing led to another, I guess. Likewise for myself, growing up, we went to St. Jehovah Temple. The thing that made their their church lovely was they have the uh, bulletins printed out. Mm -hmm. And every time we went in, the bulletin always said two songs, please. Not like. These are the two songs or three songs, two songs, please. That's please, hopefully two songs. So that was always like the scary part of worship because it meant people were going to be jumping around for a while and it was going to be a while before the preacher got up and preached. And then he was going to jump around for a while. And none of it made sense to me as a kid. Later on, we went to a non-denominational church called New Vision and the music was a little more restrained. They didn't print a bullet. They didn't print the songs in the bulletin. They just did three songs and sat down and they had a guitar player. So it was cool. But there it started to kind of sink in a little bit. And as I got more involved in worship, things started making sense. And I've always enjoyed worship, but I didn't really know why we worship. And to make matters even better, we just finished a series called Asking for a Friend. And, you know, I don't have this question because, you know, worship leader. But I have a friend mm-hmm. who has questions about why we worship. So I figured I'd take the time to answer his question because I don't have that question. And I know you don't have those questions. Right. But for my friend, we're going to answer those questions. And I felt like this was an appropriate time to do that because since we just finished this series, Brian covered a lot of general things that I don't think we usually think about. Like one of the first things he covered was how do we pray? And the thing I love about how kind of Brian went over things is we often make prayer seem like it's more complicated than it actually is when all it really is is a conversation with God. And I've never thought about it that way. But another thing Brian covered was generosity. And we talked about giving. And I don't know about you, but whenever I've heard giving, usually it's equated to money. Right. Brian kind of tied that into the way we can give our gifts, our talents, our time, so showed that there's more than one way and that we didn't have to feel left out if we couldn't give in a specific way. Hopefully I summarized that right. I think so. And Brian ended this series talking about doubts. And we all have doubts. It's part of our human nature. From time to time, we have those doubts in our Christian faith. 
And often church feels like a place where we're not allowed to have those doubts. Like we're Mm -hmm. supposed to have all the answers. I don't know if you've ever felt that way. No, of course. The way Brian went about it was not only are doubts okay, they're a normal part of life, they're a normal part of our Christian walk, and they're natural. We just have, but sometimes when we have doubts, the thing that starts those doubts is a question. Mm -hmm. And often when that question goes unanswered, that's where that doubt gets created. So that's where the kind of thought process for this podcast developed. Why do we worship? Because it seems like we should know the answer. Kind of going back to that asking for a friend, we should know. Mm-hmm. especially, you know, worship Being leader, we do it assistant, <laughs> assistant worship. We know the answer, but we'll, I, we'll ask, answer this question for a friend. And if you've probably noticed by now, the title of this podcast is The Heart of Worship because I feel that really summarizes what we're trying to get at. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things we can take the time to describe what worship truly is, why do we gather as a church, all those lovely parts of it. But I think there's more of a core understanding of worship that we need to cover first. Mm-hmm. When Brian was talking about generosity, he referenced a verse. He did, he yeah. Kind of made us both sit up and look at each other like, ooh, that's that kind of speaks to why we worship. Um, and the verse came from Exodus 25, and it's verse 8. Um, and it's just, they should make me a sanctuary so I can be present among them. And it was that whole list of things that... They were supposed to be doing the early church kind of bringing together, you know, pieces of tents and gemstones. I mean, they listed everything that they would need. And the point of it was that they were making a sanctuary. And the purpose of the sanctuary was that God could be present with them. So I think to to simplify the answer, it's just why do we worship? It's because we're called to. Now, there's a lot of verses that mention worship or tell us that we should worship, and that's all well and good. And that's a pretty long rabbit hole to go down. It is, but we kind of said, okay, take that a step further. Yeah, so we're told to do it, but why? And I think that's what we were kind of trying to answer tonight. So other than we're supposed to do it, what are the kind of the other reasons, you know, why we worship? Well, with kind of looking into it for a friend to make sure... I give him the right answers Mm -hmm. and looking at it, like you said, the Bible says we're supposed to, we can pull up a lot of verses about why we worship, why we're supposed to praise. We're called to praise. This is why we do it. But it goes a step further. And when you think about God and Jesus and what he's done for us, it makes sense that we should kind of going from a say unchristian view, this being sent his son to die for me and forgive me of my sins when I wasn't even around yet. Mm-hmm. Also, the same being is the one who created the universe. But when you take that a step further, it sounds kind of weird because this being that created the universe and sent his son to die for me and is all powerful and omnipotent wants me to tell him how good he is. That seems kind of weird. Sounds kind of odd. Yeah. But I feel like God already answered that question and he knew we would have those kind of questions because when you really think about worship and you think about any points in your life where you've had a deep encounter with God then the act of worshiping God we feel his presence and we're drawn closer to him right so again simply put um, we're called to worship and that's because we can then cultivate a space where we meet with God one-on-one we have the opportunity to kind of 
build that relationship with him, experience his presence. Um, And for me, at least, I think that's, you know, the whole worship service is everything from the time we get there. And then when we do our call to worship, um, I said air quotes, you can't see those, but call to worship. Um, we speak that together as a congregation. There's opportunity for prayer. There's time for, for silent reflection. We listen to a message being brought to us. And then the part that we're most involved in is the music. And for me, I think all those different parts of worship exist because it gives different people the opportunity to kind of use whatever works best for them to draw closer to God. For For me, it's always been the music part of it because it's not something that I have to think about as much the melody's already there the lyrics are in front of me and for the time that I pay attention and get the lyrics correct I don't have to think about what to say I just get to think about how it feels to say it do I feel God's presence there and for me the answer is yes and I think the reason we worship and the reason we set aside this time is because we would get busy otherwise and I like that God calls us to a relationship with him and he calls us that calls us to that a lot of different ways but Sunday morning worship service is a specific time that we can set aside. I don't know where I was going with that. You went to a good place though. <laughs> I, was, I would say you went to a good place though. Yeah. But to piggyback kind off of that it a back bit. In, yeah. Piggyback off of that a bit. When we worship and it's goes a step further than just our Sunday service. Sure. Because like you said, in every part of our Sunday service, there's a part that reaches out to different people. Mm-hmm. It might be the music for some. It might be the scripture for some. It might be the prayer for others. It might be those moments of silence. God has his way of reaching out to us however he needs to reach. Mm-hmm. Any act of worship throughout the week, God might still speak to us then. Mm-hmm. The overarching theme is that God knows how he wants to reach us, and he knows the way that's going to reach us. For a lot of us, that might be music because lyrically there might be something in the words that kind of speaks to us. Right. For some of us, that might be prayer because we've been looking or searching for something that God answers and he speaks to you. And he, what I was taught in school was God has three answers. Yes, no, or wait. Mm -hmm. And those might be the times where you hear those things. So like you said, music's kind of the place where you feel that presence of God you feel closest to God was there maybe an example a moment in time maybe a worship service you went to worship concert or one point where you can fully remember being in the presence of God there was um, like I said I I grew up in church so a lot of these things were just routine for me and I think sometimes when you get pulled out of that routine is where it gives you the opportunity to kind of have a more authentic experience. I remember being a youth and going to like camp every summer or some summers. And there would be times where they just have these really powerful worship services. And it would just be a bunch of kids that had kind of gotten to know each other over the week, talking about God and, and other things that teenagers talk about. And I can remember a few specific times, um, just being in the moment um, where all the rest of the world fell away and just knowing that my relationship with God was something 
that was worthy in my life because I just felt a great sense of peace. And then for a while I kind of wasn't involved in church and then coming back again, sometimes hearing some of these either older worship songs or again with me, it's always the hymns. It's always the hymns. Um, where it takes me back to a time when church was more regular in my life and it reminds me of why that's always been important. Um, so I think sometimes it's just now I can pull from memories from way back when and those those same feelings that you felt at a time when maybe life was a little simpler and being kind of brought back to that through songs or through um, familiar words those moments kind of always take me by surprise where, you know, you're singing a song, maybe you've sung hundreds of times before, but all of a sudden something about it clicks now. And I don't know if that's just through life experience, but that's been recently where sometimes it just catches you and it takes you back to something where you felt more of a, a peace. And I guess that would be the work of the Holy Spirit because peace certainly does not come from my own self. No, it. it I wish it did solve a whole lot of problems but for myself at least i've come i've been involved in playing guitar in worship since i guess 2012 2011 was when i joined when i joined the high school praise team mm-hmm. and when it doesn't you're make in, anyone feel old to hear you say that well i'm 24 <laughs> i'm a kid i know i noticed that while playing, I can kind of get into that presence and I feel the presence to where I know I'm playing the guitar, but I feel like I'm not. And I'm in that point where I can commune with God. And that's something I always strive to feel. And in high school, I wasn't paying attention to songs as well. Mm-hmm. I just cared about guitar parts because Guns and Roses. But after high school, I started paying more attention to lyrics Mm-hmm. And I found that in worship songs, there's just those ones that stick out to you. And I'm always a fan of simple ones. So yeah. two of the standouts for me, number one is a hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, because I just love that one. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the first ones I taught myself to play on the piano. But I love the lines of that, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, All Our Sins and Griefs to Bear, and What a Privilege to Carry Everything to God in Prayer. I love that. Yeah. And another one that's been very big for me as of late is Called Me Higher. Because I feel like sometimes the Christian faith, it can get a little overcomplicated. Sometimes it can feel overcomplicated, I should say. Mm-hmm. Especially when we dive into the Bible, we go through the book of Genesis, we go through Exodus. We just did the series on greatest hits of the Old Testament, where we're trying to make sense of the God of the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. When the God of the New Testament tells us to love God and love one another. And then most of the New Testament is letters from one guy to other people. And a lot of that gets complicated, but I love the message of called me higher where it's simply, I'm supposed to live my life, but you have called me higher and you've called me to do more for your purpose and for your good. Yeah. So that's one of, especially when we do that song, that's where I usually feel the presence because I'm reminded of what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. There are definitely certain songs over others that speak to me. And a lot of it, of course, has to kind of do with, you know, what, what I may be going through that week, just like with anybody picking out a couple of songs could be difficult. Those two are, are definitely up there on the list, but I can always tell when there's a song that is resonating with what I'm going through in life in that moment, 
because you stop singing and you leave me all alone to sing the lyrics myself. I, I well, yeah, I may mess up the words, but more often than that, I I've never been the close my eyes and raise my hands type. Just just mostly, honestly, because when I grew up doing music in church, I was either holding an instrument, playing an instrument, or holding a hymnal. So those things don't feel natural. I never really know what to do with my hands. Um, but. I find myself closing my eyes more now. And a lot of that just came from nerves at the beginning of doing this because I didn't have to look at anybody. And that kind of helped me feel more comfortable since really singing in front of a congregation was new for me. Um, But I find now that if I'm really into a song and I close my eyes, I move a lot. So I'll open up my eyes and I'll realize that I'm like, not anywhere close to the microphone anymore. So that's one of those things where with leading worship, it was kind of finding the balance between still having an authentic worship experience for myself, but then making sure that that translated and allowed other people to kind of join in, which is kind of why I, it's kind of why I like what we do because it's a very stripped down version of, what I've seen other churches do and not that there's anything wrong with the different ways people worship. I just have found what's comfortable for me here at Citrus. Um, Maybe sometimes that stripped down version is scary because if you actually sing out, you hear yourself where sometimes maybe you could kind of be drowned out by a loud organ. But I think that with why we worship, that question has been more on my mind since doing this than ever before. Just because, like I said, trying to find that balance of being authentic between what's a real worship experience for me and am I helping to allow for that space with other people. So to reiterate, the reason we worship is because in the act of worshiping, we are drawn closer to God. And whether it's through music, through prayer, through any means, when we're drawn closer to God, we can hear kind of what he has in store for our lives, what he's trying to do in our lives. And we have that time to communicate with God. So hope you enjoyed listening. Again, my name is Jared Cunningham. I'm Amy Sloan. My assistant worship leader in training who's going to take over if I feel like not getting out of bed one morning. She's nodding no, so I'll take that as a no. But we hope you enjoyed listening. If you managed to catch us on a Sunday and we're not running around, tell us what you think. If there's a song that's meant something to you, please comment, tell us. Again, our podcast is on everywhere. You can go to citruschurch.org slash sermons. You can search us on Spotify, the white logo with the orange background, as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and I think like five other places. I've never so, heard of half those. Me neither. But, but now I know about them. Me neither, but we're there. I use Spotify. So we hope you've enjoyed and we thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.